Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I, I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, you, you f***ing idiot. You know? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, jeez, this, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport. And I know our guys want to win. And that's what, what hurt in that moment and what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Whether you are walking to work, on the way to classes, jogging, whatever you want to do, like to do during podcasts, we welcome you in to the ninth episode of Athletes Unfiltered. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Ekstrom, and along with me, Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. Adrian, been a couple weeks since we've been in the studio. How have you been? I've been good. You know, uh, I've been good. Just steady grind. You know how season is. It, it's very time consuming, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Your season, though, at this point, you know, you know it. You know the grind. Oh yeah, yeah. It's almost less of a grind now because I'm I'm accustomed to it. I, I know what to expect, and uh, it's one of those things you have to fully embrace. And uh, I'd say I know how to do that. Well, you had a couple games these last two weeks. We're going to explore both of them. First, let's start with Buffalo. But actually, before we start with Buffalo, let's just remind folks, we have a huge episode up ahead. QB room, all you want to know about what's it like to be a quarterback in Nebraska. Yeah. um, It might be my favorite episode just because of the guys that are in it. Uh, Obviously, I spend more time with them than anyone. Um, we go through all the same sort of preparation. We're all under Coach Verdue. Um, just guys that, that mean a whole heck of a lot to me. And we spell, we, we share some special stories. Um, and uh, excited for people to be able to, to hear some of these personalities that might not have been in, in the limelight and some who haven't been in the limelight yet, you know, like a Heinrich Carberg or, or Logan Smothers. And hearing some of Matt's stories mm-hmm. – uh, you know, special that we were able to share them on this platform. More importantly, three out of the five people in that conversation are from Carney. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to remind me. I know I'm yeah. reminded all the time. Our, our room's <laughs> dominated by Carney, Carney, Nebraska. I know way too much about you. That's the that's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a pretty decent place. I know quite a few people that uh, I'm I'm pretty close to. It has its benefits, you know, way with every city. But let's talk about Buffalo a little bit. I mean, twenty-eight to three win. Now, how upset 
for you that Logan didn't get that touchdown? Yeah, well, I mean, quite frankly, I thought it was I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I did. Um, you know, but some things are out of your control, and and whether the refs decide to call something or don't is is not necessarily uh, one of those things you can control. So, hated to see that for a young guy who was getting gaining some confidence out there and making some plays, and I think he made a, a hell of a play there with the pitch. Um, just didn't go our way. We definitely left some points on the board there, and you hate to see that. But he made a good play, and he knows in his heart of hearts he made the right play. Did you give him a little, uh, give him a little crap there at the end? Be like, bro, why'd you, why'd you throw it forward? Just messing with him a little bit. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, we were all on the same side <laughs> okay, there. We yeah. were like, what the hell is that? You know, what? <laughs> it should be a touchdown. But hey, you know, I'm, I know the refs. They heard it from the crowd, which yeah. uh, was appreciated on our end. <laughs> now, I think. One of the bigger storylines that I noticed was obviously Samari Torre, you hooking up with him for 68 yards on two separate plays. Mm. And a comment I made to some of my friends afterwards was, I think you finally found your new Stanley Morgan in terms of it seems like you really have chemistry down with a receiver like that, with Samari, something that has not exactly been there 100% these past couple of seasons. What would you say to to that yeah um i would say that's a fair assessment and for me i'm in just such a new spot than i than i was my freshman year and uh it really all starts with hmm how do i want to phrase this (laughs) you know like i i truly respect um all the things samori does off the field on the field the work he puts in and his veteran sort of savvy way of getting open um and I can trust a guy like that. And yeah, we've we put in the extra time in the off season, and uh, I have a lot of faith in him. And it showed in those big spots and some of those throws. Uh, and he's a hell of a player. And luckily this year we have a lot of guys who are are right there with him, who I have a, a lot of trust in as well that have really stepped up. Yeah, I mean now those those plays are fun. I mean what. This season, you guys had a lot of big plays compared yeah. to the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and that was somewhat of a point of emphasis, something that we know we needed to be better at. At least I definitely knew myself. Um, needed explosive plays, needed to stretch the field vertically, and that's something we have done so far. We need to keep doing it. Need to keep doing it. It's easier said than done, and something I'm sure that opposing teams will be keying on. Well, let's talk about what everyone wants to hear about, and that's Oklahoma. <laughs> Guys dropped that one 23-16, but you guys played well. I mean, I know you mentioned in your press conferences you guys are over moral victories. I think it was still impressive the way you guys played against them in hostile territory on the road. Give us a quick assessment. Yeah, um, I'll start with this. You know, what an amazing experience, uh, a truly amazing experience. You know, you could feel it in the air that the game was important. Yeah. that it really it truly mattered and it was a different atmosphere um i loved every second of it except the outcome obviously mm-hmm. uh they're a good team you know they're what we expected from that front and that they brought it they had a lot of talent a lot of speed and um our mentality was ready for that and we know and knew and, and still know that we're capable of beating a team with that type of talent and we're confident in ourselves uh and we stood toe-to-toe with them I mean, you said in our Patreon episode, make sure to go to Athletes Unfiltered on Patreon if you're not a member already, but you mentioned that Oklahoma is one of your dream college football opponents, and it seems like they lived up to that hype. 
Yeah, most definitely. You know, and seeing the Nebraska N and the OU from Oklahoma going up against each other again, I know that meant a lot to fans, and it, it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me to be a part of that. And um, I said in my post-game presser, and I, I really do feel this way, that I wish I could have put more of a stamp on that rivalry. I wish we could have, and, and that's something that, that does hurt. You know, But you have to move on. You have to put those things behind behind you and take the positives from it and learn from some of those negative aspects and, and move forward. And now, obviously, I think your performance in that game stands out among the whole game itself. Did you feel that you were really having a good game along the way? Um, not necessarily in that sense. You know, it wasn't in my mind like I was thinking, like, you know, yeah, I'm having a good game. It's more of um, we're locked in as a unit right mm-hmm. now. Let's continue. It's it's not really focusing on that, like sort of a, you know, it's it's almost hard to explain, but you want to try and maintain some sort of flow, mm-hmm. and it's it's not about oh, I'm having a good game. When I, when I get caught up thinking about that on the field, you're going to miss something. No. you got to stay as present as possible, and that's what I was trying to do um, because they'll hit, they'll hit your ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you're, you're thinking about something else. You're thinking about, oh, how many passing yards do I have? Oh, here comes a, a weak side blitz, and you just get your <laughs> head knocked off. You know what I mean? Like, y- you have to stay present, have to stay present in that moment, and it wasn't necessarily until after the fact, and I watched the film, and I was like, okay, you know, I made some good plays here. I made some good decisions. Now let's stay down this path. Well, another cool thing that happened, too, was you getting Omar involved, getting 21-yard touchdown. First time that Omar Manning really has – his name's really been called for a significant play on the field for Nebraska. How good did that feel to get him involved, too, because he's had a long journey to finally making a play like that? Yeah, he, he most definitely has, and I'm incredibly proud of him. You know, and I know the team is as well, and, and we love that guy. Um he earned it here in that moment, and I'm really happy about it too. You know, I'm I'm really happy he's going to be out there more consistently, and um, he proved sort of his reliability in a way in the OU game. Uh, and you know, his, I think his role is only going to grow as we move forward, which is a a good thing for our offense as a whole. I mean, he's a stud. He's a hell of a talent. I think anyone can see that, and uh, he's growing into his own. Now, can you tell Cam to just calm down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, all all beef jerky, you know. I know Nebraska wasn't having any of those penalties, and neither were we. I mean, it's hard to comment on uh, on ref calls, but that one's a tough one to swallow. You know, the guy gave up on the play, in my opinion, and when you're getting blocked 30 yards down the field, you shouldn't get bailed out. Bailout penalties and real penalties are one thing. If it's a penalty that's making a, a play defined or a, a game defining play it, it, it alters it mm-hmm. you know all right but that you know what i mean it was just <laughs> yeah. it was just hard hard to swallow i even said it right in the moment i was like he was my guy wasn't giving up on the play their guy was giving up i was trying to it never works but i was trying to <laughs> argue with the refs maybe put in one last point for them to be like oh let's take the flag back and it didn't work <laughs> well like coach frost said he'd rather give a guy Whoa, instead of giddy up. Yeah, what a what a quote. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think the other big one, big play, not necessarily it was on Oklahoma's defense, that one-handed pick. Mm. And We had to talk about yeah, it? You didn't yeah. even give me any warning you're going to nope. bring this up, you know? Because I want to get this out there. It cost Oklahoma 30 yards. Yeah. As good as it was, <laughs> it cost them yards. I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this. 
a hell of a play. Yeah. A hell of a play. And, you know, I can't wait to watch myself on the freaking ESPYs all year and maybe for the play of the year. I have to watch myself on ESPN every time Oklahoma's going to play. I have to see <laughs> me throw a pick and some guy, Odell Beckham, one hand catch this with no context outside of that. <laughs> I want to justify, I want to put this out there, I want to justify a little bit the throw. Fourth and 18, you can't go down with the ball. Yeah. You're down multiple scores. You need to give someone a chance. You need to put it up. You can't go down. We're in this situation uh, just for what? Just for my stats? No. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna give someone a chance. Now, no one panned to my reaction for that pick, but the guy picked it off and I was like, damn, that's a hell of a play. Yeah. All right, gotta respect it, move on. Uh I just hate I have to see it every time I go <laughs> on social media now. It's like it won't die down. I saw the Lions and Packers play and uh that was Monday night football and, and the receiver went up and almost made an insane catch. And when he dropped it, I was pissed. I was like, damn. That was my opportunity right there. That, that play could have been erased. Yep. <laughs> erased from all social media feeds with this guy making this play. But uh, <laughs> it's all good. You know what I mean? If this guy gets – yeah. It's going to be replayed forever, but hey, is what it is. One of those things. I must be a nerd because the minute I saw that, I'm like, it cost their team 30 yards. It did. And, and ultimately they punted and we had a yeah. short field and we scored and that was to our advantage. But you're not going to tell that guy – to not make no, play. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like bottom line, if, you're not going to tell them not yeah, to do if, that. If, if our, one of our Nebraska guys made that play, I'm not like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's a hell of a play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Nebraska, were like, oh, you dummy, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. I love it though. Well, let's get into the mailbag. We have another one for you, Husker fans. We're quick to ask some questions. We got some good ones. Let's go with the first one here. We've already kind of a. I guess talked about it, but Herbie's burner asked, "The Jurgens deserve those penalties against Oklahoma?" And he says in parentheses, "The correct answer is no. He's just their daddy." Oh wow, wow! Yeah, um, what a comment. Cam played his ass off. He he truly did. And in my mind, and I would say in every one of my teammates' minds, uh, he did not deserve those penalties. And really, it just showed his toughness and his resolve. I think. It was great for our linemen to see, and they love that stuff, and we feed off it, and it gave us energy. So 10 out of 10 times, I'd take him finishing blocks like that. Austin Hoffman also asks, I'm curious, what are those conversations like after games when you meet in the middle of the field? Yeah, this is really interesting. So I have a few little stories about this. (laughs) Uh, My old roommate, Barrett Pickering, he was a kicker. So there's apparently this little deal that – the kickers, a punter, and snap, uh, long snappers all line up at the same spot on the field right when the game's about to end and make sure that they go shake hands. And so there's something similar to that with quarterbacks. Is We always find a way to say hello, whatever, no. like good game. Nothing usually special happens. All the shit talk <laughs> that happens on the field doesn't carry after the game. Usually it's, all right, I respect, like, respect. And mm-hmm. with me, you know, whenever defensive guys are talking smack like OU was or like any other team, um, after the game, they're nothing but respectful, like, hey, you played a great game, blah, 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 blah. It's usually around what it what it is, like, good luck the rest of the year. Or, um, for example, after the Buffalo game, the Buffalo head coach came and sought me out and was like, you're a, a tough-ass player. <laughs> yeah. And I – and that might be one of the most favorite things I've ever been told after a game. Like, that's a high compliment for mm-hmm. me. Um, 
the OU game, there was a former teammate of mine, high school teammate. Uh, his name was Caleb Kelly, outside linebacker there. And we sat and chatted for a little bit, but it was more just about catching up and mm-hmm. uh, took a little picture. And then I obviously, quarterback thing, Spencer Rattler came up to me and was, good game, good game, best of luck the rest of the year. And it's usually a pretty quick combo, um, nothing extensive. Well, another question that I think I can't find it, but I do remember it. Someone asked, do you have like a really good relationship with another quarterback other colleges across the country. Mm. That's what I'm really curious about. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you define really good relationship, I guess. But uh, about, I'd say a couple years ago, I went to the Manning Passing Academy, Mm. and I got the chance to hang out for a little under a week with some of the best quarterbacks in the country, and that was an awesome experience. I got to get close to Justin Herbert and and Mm. Joe Burrow and, and Jake Fromm and uh, a whole cast of guys that are now, since now, have moved on. Yeah. Um, but still some guys that are in college that I, I try and keep up with, like JT Daniels and Matt Corral, two guys that I really enjoy being around. They're both California guys, so mm-hmm. I knew them before. There's a little bit of that element um, with quarterbacks that a lot of guys know of each other but don't mm-hmm. know know each other until they get to hang out in that sort of setting. So, yeah, I mean, I even got to hang out with Trevor Lawrence there at the Manning nice. Passing Academy and just a ton of guys who are in the league or are doing big things now. And um, for the most part, those guys are awesome. Awesome. And it's really cool getting to share that type of experience and um, share. They have a lot of shared experiences, yeah. you know, being in the same sort of position you are at a certain school and, and understanding that role and the leadership. And there's certain things you could talk to about them that you might not get to talk to about with anyone else. But say. Certain positions have their kind of own fraternity amongst each other. Yeah. I noticed. And quarterback is one of those. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And uh, during the year, guys are generally pretty busy. But in the off season, I'll, I'll definitely hit up a couple of those guys and see how they're doing and, and see where their minds are at. And, and maybe we'll meet up and little things like that. You never know. I've, I've had the chance to meet all types of guys. So it'll be interesting to see after this year, maybe mm-hmm. some new friendships. Well, Quarterback room is coming up. You're listening to Athletes Unfiltered. But, Adrian, before we get to that, let's talk about Michigan State coming up. This will release Mm -hmm. before Michigan State. They have kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. They're kind of like the darlings of the Big Ten right now, ranked number 20, 4-0, I believe. Yeah, 3-0. 3-0, okay, 3-0. Beat Miami, beat um, Northwestern to open Mm -hmm. the year. I believe Northwestern was ranked at the beginning of the year. And – it beats someone else. I should know. I've watched the game a million fucking times. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, that one wasn't as uh, prevalent. But what's your early evaluation of them? Uh, they're tough. You know, they're a tough team, and they're riding high right now. We mm-hmm. get to go play them at night, uh, which I am super psyched about. That'll be a fun, fun game. Um, but they're they're talented. They do some crazy stuff on the defensive side of the ball that I'm looking forward to facing. Mm-hmm. You know, they had some success against Miami's Derek King um, and their offense, they threw the ball 60 times uh, for almost 400 yards, but that kind of tells the type of game it was. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for the challenge, especially after coming off a game like we had against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a totally different team. They're good in different ways, so I'm I'm excited for that. You guys have gotten used to playing Mel Tucker a little bit. Back-to-back yeah. years, Colorado, now back in Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, I would say, you know, I got I got asked a question about somehow tying those things mm-hmm. together, 
uh, at my weekly presser, and there's not a whole lot of correlation on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. They have a, a defensive coordinator who's um, more dominant there in the calls that they make, and they don't do some of the same things they did mm. at Colorado. So they have a different identity. Uh, but nonetheless, it'll be fun, and I think we need to even the score there. <laughs> Kickoff, 6 o'clock on FS1, but everyone listening already knows that. So Yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up, the QB Room episode, what everyone has been looking forward to, Logan Smothers, Matt Masker, Heinrich Harburg, and, of course, Adrian Martinez. It's a great one. Yes, it is. Don't go away. QB Room up next on Athletes Unfiltered, Episode 9. Come on. Welcome back. Episode number 9 of Athletes Unfiltered. Jeff Ekstrom along with Adrian Martinez, as always. And Adrian, we decided... To go to the QB room, your territory. We brought in three of them: Heinrich Harburg, Matt Masker, and Logan Smothers joining us. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, buddy. Yep, glad to be here. Oh, look at that! I'm just excited they were able to make it. Um, I'm excited I was able to make it. Uh, running a little late today, but these guys stayed for me, so much appreciated. Now, I told I already told him the first question I was going to ask. Golf is a very apparent t- topic that comes up. So you ask out of the QB room, who is the best golfer? Well, I can give you that answer right away. <laughs> um, I'd say it's Masker. It's got to be Matt Masker. Mm. The guy has, okay, his girlfriend's on the golf team. He gets free tips all the time. Uh, there's a clear advantage there. Harburg, I don't want to see swing a club. <laughs> I know this guy can't swing. Uh, Logan, I don't know. I don't know about Logan. You know, I definitely have an advantage, you know, as far as that goes. I think it depends on the day between Adrian and mm. I who wins. If we're actually playing golf, honestly, I appreciate it, buddy. Oh, yeah, I got you. Um, Just got some new irons, too. So You know, I, I got my dad's hand-me-down clubs from, like, 2004, <laughs> and they were great. You know, it's not the clubs. It's it's, it's the swing, but, you know, I, I got a little, lot of It's a little game. bit of the clubs, though. I, I really believe that. I don't know if <laughs> that just bit. says to, like, what kind of player I am. Confidence level. <laughs> yeah. Confidence level. There you go. Well, hey, Athletes Unfiltered Golf Outing. I'm putting it out now. Oh, we'll get that. We'll get a little tourney we'll, going. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of guys who've been on here that have talked smack. Are you going to get into golf, Harbert? Uh, no. Wow, what an answer. Let's put the mic up on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't I don't think uh stepping into that territory would be smart considering I've never golfed before. Hey, I I didn't either really until I got here. Because during the summer, you know, it's just just a vibe and there's not a ton out to do and you get <laughs> out with the teammates I'll, I'll get you on it don't worry we'll get get some lessons for him yeah <laughs> masker masker will give him the lessons he's got the tips i don't know about heinrich but <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm just kidding you can i'll give heinrich some lessons let's uh let's dive in already to kind of the dynamic between you two so our if you guys didn't know um, our room is overrun with carny kids. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and Jeff's a, uh, a carny guy himself, <laughs> so this this pod is carny. Um, what's the dynamic like that between you two? And um, obviously, I know a little bit, but you were a senior. Heinrich was a freshman. 
Um, did you know what he was going to be, where, where he was going to end up? or You know, when I was a senior, yeah, Heinrich was a freshman, and you know I was the big man on campus coming into my senior year, expecting to have a really good year, and Heinrich um, was just coming in, and you know I, I knew the kid, didn't really know him that well. And, it, it, you know, when he was a freshman, he was a skinny, kind of not very coordinated. And kid roasted kid. No, no, I'm not roasting him. <laughs> I'm not roasting him at all. The, the kid had a super strong arm, and he was super fast. Yeah. And so I, I saw him. I was like, okay, this kid could be something, you know. Definitely. This kid could – I saw a lot of potential at first. And, you know, right when I left, the kid grew like six inches. And <laughs> I was like, I came back one time. It was like spring of my freshman year year in college and I came back to do some drills with Heinrich and he was like six five you know I'm <laughs> still my same six two I'm like dude what are you taking steroids or what's going on <laughs> he grew like six inches in a year what happened and you know like nothing surprised me about where Heinrich ended up or yeah. the offers that he got um I, I always saw the potential in him as even as a young kid mm. um so I'm, I'm by, by no means surprised by that but it's just cool uh the dynamic that we have it's like it's kind of repeating itself. It's, you know, it's a senior freshman thing again. Although I'm like a redshirt sophomore still somehow. I don't know. I don't know how. But <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What now? You're a redshirt sophomore? I'm a red. I got like three years old. <laughs> I might be in college, so I'm 30. But that's that's beside the oh point. Oh my gosh! But, I didn't even think about that. You know, it's kind of cool just that I get a mentor Heinrich again. Um, you know, it's just a really cool dynamic between us. But yeah, I mean, I remember as a freshman, Matt was I was like Superman. Yeah, mm. Carney Catholic. Like everyone, just everyone still wants to be like Matt and Carney. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I want to be like Matt. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. it's like it's a thing on our team. Yeah. It really is. Like you go back to Carney and you're like, "How's Matt doing?" I'm like, oh, he's pretty good. You know, <laughs> <for asking. laughs> yeah, they don't ask you yeah. about you. No, they're asking yeah. about Matt. No, yeah. I mean, everyone in Carney just loves and just loves and respects Matt so much. I mean, mm. even just from high school. Yeah, I I feel that. Uh, Logan, why, let's just turn this into the Matt Masker podcast. That's what, <laughs> I feel like that's what we should do. Um, what were your initial – we're jumping all over the place, but what were your initial thoughts like coming into the quarterback room and, and the guys you met? And I know you have a, a great bond with yeah. Matt here as well. Yeah, um, you know, at first I was a little anxious being there with all you guys on Vedral, a bunch of yeah. studs. So yeah, we had no vet in the room yeah. at the time. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of hype to live up to. So, mm. But, uh, I mean, y'all did a great job welcoming me to the room and – like you said, me and Matt got a good water boy bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you want to give the audience a little take there of, of what you got? How did that start? Needle neck. Think, uh, one day, one day, I just hear Matt go, <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, you like water boy?" So yeah, so you know, Logan was kind of a shyer guy when he came in, and he didn't really say a whole lot. Yeah, and so it was like probably a month or two in to Logan coming in. Um, and I'm like, we got to get this kid out of his shell a little bit, you know, because every freshman has that point where, you know, it doesn't talk much. It's kind of scary to the upperclassmen. And then there's one, something that kind of like breaks him out of his shell. <clears throat> I and then I kind of, I found out that he loved the, loved the movie Waterboy. And so there's one day in lifting, I started acting like Bobby Boucher about ready to light someone up in the A-gap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going, what you call me? <laughs> and Logan absolutely loved that. And then we just had this this water boy inside joke and so wherever i see him i go you know i just i make a reference of water boy and 
That's kind of where our, uh, <laughs> it our still bond lives. started. It yeah. still lives. <laughs> and then uh, Purdue, we're at Purdue in the hotel, and me and Matt, the night before, we actually watched Waterboy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. Do you guys have a, a pregame thing, like you go, like your go-to watch? is? I mean, Waterboy for you guys, I guess. But for me, I always watch Ridiculousness for whatever reason. Me and Ved used to watch it every single night. You know, I, I wouldn't say I have a pre-game show that I like to watch or a movie. It's like the one night a week I'm guaranteed eight hours of sleep. Mm. So I I usually try to put in some kind of softer music, and I lay down, and I try wow. to fall asleep mm. at a good time. What a but disciplined guy. No, you, <laughs> you low-key sound like you're 50 with that. No, I know. I'm not going to lie. Like you no, but honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm big with just – Honestly, sitting down, praying with, with some scripture or something and putting on some soft music. You can ask Logan. He'll be working on his quarterback test or whatever. And, you know, I usually have it done. And Because, mm. um, you know, he, this, is, <laughs> this is his first year, so it's like his brain's going everywhere. So Subtle this, subtle this. No. no and I'm, I'm just and giving it's like shit. he'd be working on his test and I'd be trying to fall asleep. And that's just like it was like the one night where I was guaranteed – a yeah. good night's sleep, so oh, I no, try to I, go to bed like as early as I could. I definitely you know? get that because I mean we're waking up so dang early every day yeah. for for practice because we're a morning practice team. That's just how it goes. But I was going to ask. I think Logan, when you bring it up, this is kind of like your first year, I guess. Like Matt mentioned, how was it coming into Nebraska amidst COVID? Because obviously that's a freshman experience. That's just not great and wasn't ideal. How was that going through all that? Yeah, um, so I early enrolled to come for, mm-hmm. for spring, and we got two practices in, and they cut it, so we had to go oh. home. So, you know, that kind of that sucked for me because that's the whole reason that I came early was mm-hmm. to get that spring. So not getting that was really a big disappointment. Yeah, yeah I, I forget about that. We had two, two practices in, in, like, scales, you know, yeah. skeletons or whatever. Yeah. You know, like two not real, real practices. I remember it that, yeah. I, I remember thinking at that time, too. It was like, ah, oh, you know, all right. No spring ball, but we'll be back. It'll be fine. Like, this is going to be a couple-month thing, and, you know, here we are. It's How still optimistic. a thing. Yeah, How I optimistic know. that was. Way too optimistic. <laughs> Good grief. Good grief. Let's, let's jump back. So what's the adjustment been for you? You know, you are obviously from Alabama, coming to Nebraska. I'm a, I'm a California guy coming to Nebraska, but – I assume the dynamic there's a little bit different. Was there was that a big adjustment for you? Um, honestly, not really. You know, there's still kind of like the country vibe a little bit. Here yeah, in definitely. Yep. Uh, a couple rednecks, so that you know makes you feel like home. <laughs> but uh, everyone here is super nice, super welcoming. So I've had really no problem with that. It just reminds you of home. Yeah, definitely. And these guys, uh, Carney, homegrown Huskers, right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about kind of the adjustment football-wise? Would you say that was a big leap for you from what you came from? Um, just like the level of play or maybe – I know for me the biggest thing was kind of the playbook and just the size of it, and that's one of the biggest adjustments as a quarterback is coming from a high school offense that you know in and out. It's fairly easy. You get to college and there's a million other things you're responsible for, a million other things you have to know, and then you have to try and direct other guys, and you got to know everything. You know, yeah, that's that's definitely been a big adjustment. Uh, you know, high school it's pretty simple for the most part. Uh, we ran, I mean, similar offense here, RPO stuff. But here, especially with Verdue, you have to know every single thing that every position. Yeah, the, that has. all the details. Yep, everything. So that's definitely been a big difference. But 
you know it's been, yeah. it's been tough but it's a process yeah you know sure. it's a process and it's an ever going process i feel like even the greats are still learning you know oh yeah always learn on the go and how big has this year i mean first real fall camp what in two years yeah yeah so how big has that been just being able to obviously had a season last year but having this fall camp how important has that been for your development to learning a playbook and that can be for heinrich as well uh first coming in freshman and whatnot um yeah so i mean last year still was a little different from covid um so it's good just to have an actual like set schedule of mm-hmm. here we're mm-hmm. practicing this this and that so that's been good just having our regular meetings with verdue um i'd say that's helped the most part just being with him yeah yeah i mean logan did like logan like uh, like logan said he didn't get a spring and i mean i feel for him because that spring was the biggest part in me learning the playbook because you know, that was like two or three hours a day with Verdue every day just by myself, just learning the playbook. And, I mean, without that, if I would have came in to fall, I, I, don't, I don't know where I'd be right <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, because it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I mean, and that's just part of it. But yeah, that, I I kind of forget about that, man. I forget about how young you are. I, I make a joke. We we all kind of make a joke that Lo- Logan's like the the oldest guy in the room. Like he's thirty already, <laughs> you know. But he's really not. It's still a young cat. You are kind of old though. Yeah. How old are you? I'm twenty. Yeah, you're twenty, and I'm twenty one. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Heinrich sixteen, and, and Masker's twenty three. So, <laughs> Richard sophomore. <laughs> No, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm I'm so glad you guys are here and that we can kind of share a little bit of our dynamic. That's one thing I've I've been fortunate enough since I've been here is the quarterback room's always been really good. But right now we are as, as tight as we've ever been and I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I mean I know coming in I didn't think it'd be like this. Yeah. I, <laughs> what what were you expecting? I'm I'm oh. curious, you know, I I know you probably watch Nebraska games, you've probably seen me play. Yeah. What what were you expecting coming in? I I, if I'm being honest, I thought you were going to be uptight and stuck up. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> All mean, right, we're uh, keep going, keep I going. Mean, I need more. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but like, you know, I just, I was just thinking, you know, Power Five quarterback room, like, it's just going to be a whole bunch of dogs. Like, I mean, we are dogs. Okay, yeah, I needed but, that. But like, I meant like, just rude, complete asses all the yeah. time. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I kind of expected everybody to be like. Don't talk, to me. don't talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is competition. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, is it is like that at mm. some other places. And I always say this. There's like two types of quarterbacks. There's like the douchebags, and then there's like the good guys. And I don't think there's an in-between. Yeah. And for the most part, been lucky enough to have good guys. <laughs> <laughs> been lucky enough to have all good guys in the QB room and have a really great dynamic. You know what I mean? And I'm glad you felt that way, you know welcome and we push each other and still competitive but if you're not having fun with it you can't enjoy i mean we're with each other all the time yeah Yeah. all the time if we didn't enjoy our room like it would suck (laughs) you know absolutely and i've heard like horror stories from other places where it's just not like that not like that at all i remember on my official visits ohio state um me and my dad were in the quarterback room with uh with y'all and y'all were playing clash royale you know, we're just sitting there joking, playing. I was like, "Yeah, I can, I can see myself doing this." So you that was vibe. kind of, yeah, yeah, sigh of relief. Like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and when it's and trust me, when Verdue gets in there and it's time for business, it's time for yeah. business. But yeah. he even has a way that I know, I know. I hope you guys notice, but he brings energy every single day. <laughs> I mean, one way or another, in the meeting room, on the practice field, and um, 
it's kind of an undervalued thing, especially in day, I don't even know what day it is, like day 20 of fall camp. The guy is up here with everything. And, you know, sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that little push, and he's always there with that. Yeah, he's going on three hours of sleep a night. <laughs> yeah, this guy. We, <laughs> we had like this uh, – one of one night we had a, a person. I think uh, what, what's called the athletic performance team we have here in Nebraska. Brett, yeah, yeah Doctor Brett and and some other people came and talked about the importance of sleep and kind of the exponential effects it has for you, um, either positively or negatively. And you know, we get back in our meeting room because we have some more position meetings after that. And uh, this guy's like, yeah, you know, I get. <laughs> he's like, I get eight hours. Like, do you really? He's like, he's like, yeah, but I'm here every morning at four thirty, which he is. He's crazy. I mean, yeah. guy loves football, and he loves preparing us, and and I love him for it. But four thirty in the morning, like, what time you go to bed, coach? What do he say? Like ten thirty. At ten thirty, like uh, <laughs> eight hours, huh? <laughs> like, what I'm doing all my life. It's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I was gonna ask, what is each of yours favorite Verdue moment? Mm. <laughs> um Okay, I'm gonna say this was was this this week? The Monty Monty Python like LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I wanna, I wanna pick a happy one, so we're gonna go with that. Uh <laughs> he was telling us about the Life of Brian, this Monty Python movie, and he was going over a certain scene. And the man is laying there, like, bawling, crying, go, trying to just quote the scene. And we were all dying. It was, it <laughs> just was, watching it was awesome. watching uh, our coach die laughing yeah. at something, like trying to describe yeah. this scene from some movie from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And he made it seem so funny. And then we went back and watched it, and it was really, wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more funny just listening to him describe it. You go first. I, I'm, I'm so favorite. That, that's like a that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, that's definitely one of them. Is like when we're all laughing together. Yeah, you know, that's always a favorite moment or favorite memory that mm-hmm. we have. Um, on, no, honestly, it was, it was just my birthday this last uh, last week, and when you wished me happy birthday, it was honestly one of the best, uh, most genuine happy birthdays I've ever had. So it was, uh, it was cool. It was probably mm-hmm. one of the best moments we've had so awesome i don't know i mean i guess i guess there's a whole lot of verdue moments even just being here for like eight months so yeah like you can yeah, you can sure. totally bring up but i mean like like adrian said like you you're at the facility and you you wake up at six and you get there at seven and i mean you're just you're just dead like you're just dragging yourself in you're dragging your Heiner, speak for yourself bro yeah. speak for yourself right, i'm not right, dragging right. myself I come in jacked up on, on coffee every morning i'm dragging i'm dragging my shoulder pads into hawks every morning just like half asleep and he comes in and he just instantly as soon as he walks in like he, he could be meaner than a bear but i mean it just <laughs> i mean it just instantly you just kind of perk up a little bit oh yeah oh yeah it's hard for me. I I feel like I've been with Verdue forever, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and not in a bad way. Like I I love it. And the big thing about him that you can't get out of every college coach, and it's not common on the college scene, is a guy that genuinely cares about you as a person. And that's hard to find. And yeah, he's gonna push you, and and he's made tough decisions when it comes to me and my play in the past, but it's never detracted from 
personally what mm-hmm. he he's meant to me and what he's done for me in my life. Um, it's hard to say. I, I'd say maybe some of the little things he says, like his wife's name's Kate, and before like it's almost like a probably a couple times a week thing. Um, he's like, I get to see Kate tonight, and you don't, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> like, like, walks out the room like. All right, coach. <laughs> Tell her eye for me. Just a little stuff like that, you know. He's he's awesome. He has his moments for sure, but he's awesome. Something I do. I guess I'm kind of backtracking here a little bit. And being from Carney, I want to know the recruiting stories between Heinrich and Matt here. Master's got a great one. Because <laughs> obviously, being from Nebraska <laughs> in a quarterback position, it's like there is some like pressure a little bit. About maybe if you have the chance to go to Nebraska, you should. Like, how did that kind of dynamic work in terms of your recruitment? Yeah, so I mean, you know, I I had a very successful, very good high school career, to say um, the least. And you know, had a lot of fun in high school playing football. And um, you know, as a, as like a freshman in high school, I always thought I was going to be a college baseball player. That was kind of mm-hmm. uh, Little League World yeah. Series alum. Yeah, and you know, baseball was my first love, and you know, I always loved football. Always loved playing quarterback. Um, and it wasn't really until so my my freshman year, I tore my labrum and my hip running track, and ended up missing that baseball season and the, the whole entire year. And that was kind of kind of be a big summer for me to get recruited and whatnot. And um, ended up just kind of studying the playbook the whole entire summer. And somehow I, I got I got surgery in May. And I ended up playing football in August somehow, and I ended up winning the starting job as a sophomore. Um, and you know, my football career kind of took off. I had a really good sophomore year. Um, started getting a little bit of D two interest mm-hmm. and stuff, and and junior year continued to happen, and and senior year continued to have that success. And you know, I I I, I would go to a bunch of football camps. You know, I'd go to you know Nebraska, Iowa State. Um, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, all these schools were interested in me, uh, but they never offered. Mm. And, and you know, I'd go and throw for these these coaches, and I always thought I I threw extremely well. I could th- make every throw on the field, um, but I, they, I never got an offer. And I don't know, I still don't know why that was. <laughs> you know, I had any D two offer in the country I wanted. If I wanted to go that route, I, I you know I had a Iowa Western option, which is really good. You know, I'm sure Division One offers would have come out of that somewhere, but never got that offer. So I coming down to my senior season, you know, and I always, you know, give Coach Frost crap about this, but ended up breaking some of his football mm-hmm. records, and um, you know, I think that's kind of what got his attention in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, was otherwise, he, you know, he would never have probably heard of me, and so Coach Frost, my senior year, gets hired as a Nebraska head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in December, and I, you know, I'm thinking I'm probably going to go to Northwest Missouri State, which mm-hmm. is you know the D2 national champs, yeah. or Iowa Western, the JUCO national champs. So you know, two really good options. And then Coach Frost, you know, I remember I was sitting in the Carney Catholic gym, and I was getting ready for a basketball game, and I looked down at my phone, and I said, and I see a text from Coach Frost, and I say, Hey, Matt, this is Coach Frost. Uh, what are you doing on December 17th or something? <laughs> and I go. Hey, coach. Uh, not nothing much. And I, you know, I, I looked down at my phone. I go, "You really think this is Coach Frost?" Yeah, am I buddy? getting pranked? Yeah. And I text him back, and he says, "Yeah, we're gonna have a walk on night. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna come back for it, and and I'd love to have you there." So he offered me a walk on uh, spot on the team. Um, 
you know obviously i was absolutely thrilled of, mm-hmm. of wanted to play in nebraska since i was five years old um so you know that's kind of my story is uh had a bunch of success in high school had you know put up crazy numbers or whatnot and um just could never get that division one offer mm-hmm. um you know i kind of i like having like that chip on my shoulder is kind of that underdog story of being a walk-on and and whatnot but um yeah that's kind of my story yeah. so mm. awesome. and he has an unreal highlight tape so mm. check that out <laughs> we, wa- we watched that the other <laughs> oh, night uh no. in the meeting room and he absolutely <laughs> obliterated <laughs> some kid on the goal yeah. line it was oh, it was man. debatably illegal what he did <laughs> on the field but that's all right <laughs> uh, how about you Heinrich? um you know i guess i guess being in state and you know i have a whole lot of family in nebraska yeah um there was there was a lot of pressure to kind of come here um but i think the best thing that happened to me was you know my dad my dad played here in the 90s and but he and my mom there was they they took everything nebraska down from the house and went during my recruitment Mm. they didn't want any influence on me they didn't want me to have any pressure from them to come to nebraska they wanted to be my decision um and go where i wanted to go um and so i think that was probably the best thing that happened to me because it really just opened my eyes and um you know i really explored my options Mm -hmm. um you know I, i wasn't you know my grandparents and all of them you know they they, there's a whole all my family they wanted me to come here and you know they were it would just be little comments here and there and so that was that was a little it was a little rough patch you know but um you know my parents just always made sure they that i knew that i could go wherever i wanted they'd Mm -hmm. support me and so that was that was kind of the biggest deal in my recruitment i think who who was close who was second uh i don't know i really liked um I really like Boston College. Boston College. Yeah. Let's say what what do you like about them? They had a new coaching staff. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Coach Halfley. He was the defensive coordinator at um, Ohio State, and then um, Coach Signetti. Um, he was the Packers and Giants quarterbacks coach. Um, and so, just you know, I had probably twenty Zoom meetings with him, mm. just going over film um, and what he could do. And I really liked him, but. Uh, like Coach Reduce more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Then I guess, Logan, I mean, you're from Alabama. You had offers from South Schools, I guess, Ole Miss and maybe a couple others. But said you kind of decided to come all the way up here, Midwest to Nebraska. Why, why was that? Um, what kind of got you here? Yeah. Um, so my first visit here, me and my dad came up, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, loved all the coaches, the, just the environment, and then – uh, come, finally getting to come to a game, the Ohio State game, seeing fans and the atmosphere. I mean, you guys know it's freaking unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's that, awesome. That part was huge. And then uh, Coach Frost, of course, and, I mean, like Heinrich said, mainly Verdue. Yeah. He does a great job, and I really fell in love with him and everything he had to say. So that was probably the biggest part for me was Verdue. Now, it seems like all of you were like, yeah, Verdue got it for me in recruitment. What did he say during your guys' recruitment that got you all – he he's such a un, he's such a unique yeah. guy, you know, and and I think something I can attest to now is that he's true to himself mm-hmm. in a way that like when he comes to recruit you, that's who that guy is. He's not putting up a you performance know. for no, you. No, he's not. And and almost at first you're kind of, <laughs> uh, he. I'll tell my little recruiting story first, and then you guys can go on. But came to my high school when he was at UCF, and 
you know, at that time they'd like call you out of class and you'd walk to your coach's office mm-hmm. and and you'd meet with this coach. And uh, I get in there and my head coach kind of has this like smile on his face. It's like, okay, like, I don't know, he's never usually kind of like that. And Verdue immediately is just cussing up a storm, <laughs> like going nuts, like for probably 10 minutes. I'm, I'm almost, my head is just flying all over the place. I'm like, this guy is just a, a nut job. <laughs> you know, like, I love him or somehow, but I don't, I don't even, I, I don't know what half the things that he's saying is, you know, I don't know what's going on. And he leaves and I'm kind of like, you know, I like him. I don't, I don't you know, I, I hear what he's saying. Um, and my head, my high school head coach, he's like, I'll tell you one thing. I play for that guy right there. <laughs> I play for that guy. I was like, yeah, you know, I think you have a point. And so, you know, a bunch of events transpire. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't end up going to UCF, but full circle comes no. around, and they're at Nebraska, and they recruit me there and pulled the trigger on that. But um, Verdue just has a special quality about yeah. him, and, and he's true to himself in every way. I don't know. I think I think just the way he recruits and just the way he is when he recruits – it's so unique that it you it's almost like there's great. No, yeah there's no one that's doing what he's doing yeah. you know there's a lot of guys that are the same yeah. and sound the same yeah. and he stands out <laughs> yeah. and it's almost like it's so unique it can't be fake mm. Mm. like there's no way that he would put on this big facade and then just go on when you're there and just be just like normal. be a different guy yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean he's probably the realest person that I've ever met Mm. And he's so genuine about it, and like like we talked about earlier, he actually cares about us, and he takes the time to actually coach us individually. So, I think that's that's pretty special about him. Yeah, definitely. I didn't meet the the guy until I stepped foot on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, as a walk on, it's just a little bit different of a of a recruiting place. You know, it's like uh, Coach Frost. You know, he's like, hey, Matt, we'd like to offer you a walk-on spot. And I go, all right, I'm in. <laughs> For sure. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I've only heard stories about Coach Reduce-Go, uh, a little bit from Noah Vedral. Mm. And, you know, the first day I'm on campus, I, I walk up to his office, and he's he's watching tape. He's got some opera music going in his oh, room, yeah. and he's chewing on a cigar. And I, I go, Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, I I'd never met the guy before. My name's Matt. You know, hey coach, um, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm a I'm a quarterback on the team. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew, yeah. <laughs> and so that you know, it's it's hilarious. But that's that's a that was our first encounter. So I never really uh, knew him in the recruiting process at all. So that's pretty it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, what I'm curious about too is obviously Coach Frost was a quarterback one actual title and everything how involved does he get with you guys obviously quarterback is vastly important on a team how much does he get involved compared to maybe other coaches you've had in the past in terms of quarterback yeah it, it's tough for me to say because you know i've never been at any other yeah, college yeah, yeah. program in, in that way um but he when it comes to certain elements of our, our run game our pass game i mean he's the head honcho you know he's gonna have the final say so that input is there pretty regularly and um I think a great thing he does do is he does let Verdue do his job. You know, he's the quarterback coach, but Frost has a complete input. And he's been there, he's done it, and he's done it here at a high level. And so that input's always been very valuable in our room. Now, how much does he hold against you guys, Matt and Heinrich, for beating up on Wood River and breaking his records? 
well, Matt broke all his records. I just beat up on whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. I think they had a, yeah. there was a couple of people that covered that game um, last year, right? Yeah, I got what pulled. Was the sc- what was the score? Uh, I got pulled after the second quarter. The score was 60-3. <laughs> to three. At Wait, when? At, at the end of the game? Uh, it, was a, it was the end of the game, but our offense didn't score. I put up – I was 11 for 12 with, like, seven touchdowns. <laughs> Gosh. I never, I never poor played kids, man. man. You couldn't <laughs> let them dream out there? I, I, well, I was just throwing little flat routes, and I was just letting my teammates do whatever they wanted. Whatever you say, man. Yeah. At least you're not, like, masking just freaking <laughs> Running doing back. illegal stuff on the field. Yeah. Let's see, what's the biggest blowout in high school that you had against a team? Whatever. <laughs> Man, that's a good question. Um, it feels like so long ago. Probably, honestly, either GICC oh, yeah. or Mitchell. Mm. Yeah, I got in during GICC. That's how bad it was. You got in that game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heinrich used to be my backup back in high school. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing little Heinrich on the sideline. <laughs> Masker's uh, highlight tape. Good old number 10. How are you, Logan? Oh, gosh. Um, so my senior year, I didn't play in the second half until, like, week seven. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so that, yeah, we were we were killing folks. You were, um, you were that much, like, just ahead of, of yeah. your opponents. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so that kind of sucked, not getting to put up a, a big old stat line like, yeah. like Heinrich over here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was it was, was kind of fun just getting to play play only half football sometimes. <laughs> I feel it. I think that only happened uh, one time in my my high school career. Wow, played like a half. Yeah, I would say things were. A little bit more competitive. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if anyone's gonna argue that. Yeah, uh, I mean, always. It was. It's funny. It's like Coach Harvey would usually leave me in there unless it was <laughs> Minden or something. That's because he didn't want me um, to play. No, it, it's it's funny because Coach Harvey's wife is from Minden, and so he's got some connections there, and he doesn't want people. Giving him the stink guy when he goes to Minden A. Oh, so he doesn't run it up on that. Why didn't you take Masker out of the game, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I have a kind of random question. Um, what made you guys choose the numbers that you have? I know with quarterbacks, that's kind of something, at least for me, that was always a bigger thing. And you have the same number from high school, right? And yep. you do as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And, and Matt, you don't either. So what are, what are kind of your reasons behind it? Yeah. Um, so middle school, I was a couple different numbers, mainly after my older brothers. I uh, was their mm-hmm. number, 2 and 12. Oh, real quick, touch on that. Like you have a big family, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got, how, how big are we talking about? I've got four brothers, so two older, two younger. I'm stuck in the middle. Nice. Yep. Dad's a ball coach, so, mm. yep. Um, he was two his senior year because Johnny, of course. So Naturally. I wore it, uh, eighth grade middle school. I wore two, and then uh, – Freshman year, I was nine because I was in a new school and only number Last available pick. was yeah. nine. Yeah, <laughs> so that kind of sucked. And then uh, I chose eight just because I was a huge fan of Marcus growing up. I think yeah. everybody in this room loves Marcus, so that was probably the biggest influence for me mm. choosing eight. Um, I'd say I didn't want to go single digits. Eli Manning was my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to go single digits. Um. In all honesty, if Matt wouldn't have had 11, I probably would have been 11. But uh had to go 10, and I just stuck with it. Mm. 
So just making it your number type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's my number. I feel it. Back off. Yeah, I, I, I was number 11 in high school. I don't didn't really pick it. Kind of just assigned it, and then and mm. when I got to college, for some reason, I started out being number 11. But Austin <laughs> Allen was already number 11. So when I ended up making the travel roster my freshman year, they had to switch me numbers. But I had a, the choice to choose between 14 and 18, and you know I you know I instantly thought about Brooke Beringer, and you know I I always just wanted to wear that in his honor um, because as a, as a walk on quarterback. Um, number 18 in the state is, is very special and, and mm-hmm. you know I just want to uh, be able to just kind of live out his legacy in, in every way off and on the field that I that I possibly can and, and even as a kid you know Brooke Beringer was always such a um, polarizing figure as far as just a role model in the state of Nebraska and, and that's that's exactly what I want to do is just uh, be a good role model for, model for kids so that's that's mm-hmm. why I'm wearing 18. 100% so, Matt. Yep. That's awesome. I sh- I should have went before you because that's that's freaking awesome. I can't top that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, in high school, I was a sophomore. They made varsity and they gave the seniors the first pick, and twelve fell to me. So that's awesome. Twelve is a huge quarterback number. And when I got here, I wanted to be twelve, but old boy Pob had twelve. Uh, Pob's Patrick O'Brien. He's now at Washington. He might be starting this year. I don't I don't even know. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just – I put, like, three numbers up. It was, like, two um, – I definitely didn't want to be number three because that just – I don't even want to go there. <laughs> didn't want to be number three. <laughs> you tell me you're not Taylor's cousin or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, oh, those jokes are finally dying down. I'm but sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, I put, like – two uh it might have been like six and seven or something like that and and i got two and i was like all right let's let's rock with it and i was actually going to change my number once because pob left like probably eight practices nine practices into spring ball because it was a big quarterback competition and whipped his ass well no stop stop (laughs) i love pob all right um but it was me uh tristan jebbia and then bunch had beat out pob for that for like being still in contention, sort of, for that. And P.O.B. was like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm leaving. So that's just how it went. Um, I was like, I'm going to switch to 12. And then I played in the spring game, and I was like, well, I feel like I've already, like, made this number mine. Like, I, I want to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just stuck with it. I might go to – I like how Ved went to zero at Rutgers. That's pretty sweet. What are your thoughts on, like, a quarterback doing – uh, like 20, 21. Nope. You don't can't, like that? Can't do it. It makes me think of Friday Night Lights, so. So I can't do it? Yeah. Is what you're saying? No. You, I mean, you guys wouldn't approve it? No. Do a little number 20 action? I think you can pull it off. I appreciate that. I pulled off the arm sleeve today, low yeah, key. Yeah. That was kind of a move. Never done that before. Juice sleeve. Juice sleeve is what we, we <laughs> needed juice this morning. Put on the sleeve. 20 a.m. I don't make yeah, any you sense. Know, I, always wanted, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to be 15 because of Timmy Tebow, you mm-hmm. know. And you know, it just never worked out, and just never worked never out. Never worked out. Never it was never <laughs> meant to be. Mm. And so, you guys share the same birthday, right? Yes. There's so many. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, we we won't even go there for you. <laughs> for you, we won't. But man, this guy is. I can't talk up Matt Masker enough. Literally, when I was telling my girlfriend about this guy, I'm like, he's. He's probably the best guy I know. Like, he is, awesome. 
So the Tim Tebow comparisons and, you know, Tim Tebow has held up way uh, a high standard. I think those are fair. I, I wish, I kind of wish and I kind of don't. You were 15. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want you to be your own guy. Well, thank you, buddy. You know, 18 is a good number in the state, too. So 100%. Bottom line, Matt Masker is a great guy. If you take away, if you take away anything from this podcast, it's not about any, you know, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Carver. Matt Masker <laughs> is that dude. <laughs> Remember that. We'll have more. We'll take a break. Even more coming up from the QB room and Athletes Unfiltered. Stay with us. We'll be back. Welcome back, Athletes Unfiltered, episode number nine. It's the QB Room. Joining us here, Adrian Martinez along with Jeff Ekstrom, Heinrich Harburg, Matt Masker, and Logan Smothers in studio with us. And guys, we're going to the best part of the show, Tweets Unfiltered. But you guys aren't social media guys. What's up with that? Yeah, not, no social media guys really here. Uh, you know, Aston pre-show, they got nothing, which I would say is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, but let's touch on social media and kind of the role it it plays in your mind. And I know Husker Nation is, is big on there. Heinrich, maybe you could touch on that a little bit and, like, your recruitment, Logan, the same. Um, yeah, general, general thoughts then since you don't have any tweets to share with us. Yeah, I mean, going through recruitment, like, you know, you see all these athletes, like, out of Florida and, like, everyone, like, they'll shout out, they'll, like, tag at Husker Football Nation, show me some love. Because they, they, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they know how strong just like the support is from Nebraska and like how just I don't know how active Nebraska social media is, and I think it's a good thing, but it's also a curse at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with that. Um, the the fans here are very active on social media, and I think that's that's also it's it's huge for us. You know, you love to see the support, but at the same time, at the quarterback position, it can kind of be a nightmare too. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some great stuff from the fans. You know, they're very active and they show support for everybody. So that was also huge for my recruitment too. You know, showing a lot of love. So that was big. Yeah. that was that was great to see. Are you guys were. <laughs> I feel like Heinrich over here is the guy who's like, show me some love, Husker Nation. I feel like he's that guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't like that. <laughs> no, dude, I, I don't know if you figured that out, but that's one thing, like the active players, when we see that on Twitter, we're like, oh, we're giving that guy shit. Yeah. When, he, when he's on Twitter, you know, show me love. Give me some follows. We're the, oh, we had a guy when I was first here. Uh, I won't throw names out there, but. He was like, give me to 10K, Husker Nation. Give me to 20K. He's like, bro, you haven't even played a game yet, man. <laughs> Got to ball out a little bit. They'll careful. get you there. Be careful. There's a couple guys on the team I've seen do that already. See, I was going to ask. They'll be hearing about it. Yeah, I was, I was like, who did you guys give crap to about that when they first came in? That's still on the team now. <laughs> mm, see, I don't want to throw anyone under the yeah. bus, so I won't say names. Okay. But I will say there were some uh, – Active social media accounts that uh, that were just you. It's 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 one of those like uh, internal team type of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't do too much talking before you've yeah. been on the field and and proved whatever. Like, it's we're kind of looking out for you in a way. And uh, you know, there's a couple guys who came in that 
maybe just doing a little too much on social media. Like there's a, there's a role for that, and especially now more than ever mm-hmm. with name, image, and likeness, where you want to encourage that, and people have to be out there and engaged. Um, it could just be tricky, you know, yeah. especially if you're a, a younger guy, and and it can rub some other guys the wrong way. Yep, don't want to disrupt that locker room chemistry at all with that, with the. I guess the portrayal you're putting on on social media. Yeah, for sure. Let's say has that has that kind of shaped your perspective a little bit about social media with NIL passing and trying to take advantage of all that with NIL. You know, I like I like Instagram and <laughs> you know I try to stay off Twitter. I mean, Twitter's just a bunch of keyboard rangers trying to <laughs> keyboard rangers their, like that express that their opinion nice. and yeah, everyone thinks that their opinion is you know the only opinion out there and that's the only thing that matters and you know that's not always the case but you know with the whole nil thing is like yeah you can there's definitely some positive things Mm -hmm. um that we could potentially take advantage of but i don't know you know sometimes it's oftentimes we use social media in in a selfish way instead of a a positive way of Mm -hmm. you know maybe spreading positivity you know, it's it's really not used as uh, in that way as much, which I kind of like it like it to be. But um, I honestly kind of try to stay away from from Twitter, and I usually just kind of end up being stressed out if if I end up reading stuff <laughs> reading the stuff on Twitter. But <laughs> smart. Um, no, there, there there definitely is some positive things about social media. Just kind of you know, depending on how you use it and what your outlook is on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, for sure. Would you guys say you like Heinrich Logan? Would you, have you guys tried to like ramp up your use or? No. In fact, I think since NIL passed, I've tweeted less. Hmm. I think just, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like when you just throw stuff out there, like people just start like scrolling by you. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you want it to, like, you know, like when you tweet or whatever, to be yeah. like, oh, it's not something that happens all the time. Yeah, like, like to pay attention to that. Like when I tweet, like I want it, like I want people to, like see it and like actually read about like what i have to say i guess mm. yeah i think that's valid yeah i totally get that I totally yeah get that. um i haven't i don't know last time i tweeted anything geez it's <laughs> been a, it's been a while so um yeah i'm not very active on twitter just uh when something comes up i'll i'll tweet something but more of yeah. a gram guy yeah <laughs> now i guess with that are you guys what else do you guys like to do off the field here We've talked about golf a little bit, about movies, video games. What do you guys like yeah, to do? Ma- Masker, take the lead on this one. All right, here we go. You know, I I love spending time outside. You know, mm-hmm. I love to golf, fish, and hunt. And so, obviously, as uh, you know, as a student athlete right now, you don't have a ton of time to do the things that you love other than football. Mm-hmm. You know, but any chance I get in the summertime, I'm you can probably find me near a you know a local farm pond around Kearney or um, in the winter. I love to hunt. Um, don't really get to do a whole lot of fall and a ton of springtime hunting. Um, but, you know, I just love being outside. I love the outdoors. And that's kind of where you can find me away from football. So that's those are the things I like to do. Got to join the UNL bass team. Going to I a couple of national it. tournaments there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, was, I went fishing with Hunter Suchlin, who's mm-hmm. on the on the bass team. And he, obviously he can kick my, my tail in fishing. But See, it's, it's fun. How do you, like... I don't have enough experience, but, like, how do you compete fishing in, in that way? Like, is the technique just that much superior? Dude, it's like, crazy. It's, it, like, once you get into fishing, you understand how how hard it actually is and how much mm. you actually have to know. It's, like, 
guys were getting into the water temperature, you know, as the sun out, like, you know, if it's like a cloudy day, if yeah. if it's windy, and that, it changes, all depends that changes on the way they like what you're throwing the out, they, they yeah. play, and then like the way they move it, type of deal. Yeah, too, dude, I have a, you know, I have a buddy named Grant who's just an insane fisherman. I go anytime I go out, I go, hey, Grant, uh, it's cloudy, sixty-seven degrees, um, water temperature is eighty-two degrees, and I go, what should I throw today? And he'll text me the exact thing, and I'll, and I'll catch a bass the first the first cast, and it's like. Obviously, I'm at the. I'm not at that level yet. I'm probably yeah, never will be. Freaking nuts! But that's just, I, mean, I that's need that. Some, yeah, and I, I need that. Last time I went out, I didn't catch a thing for like three hours. I never. <laughs> I'm, go I'm not that good a fisherman, but I, dang, I, I know some good fishermen. So anytime I I can get their help, it's a it's a bonus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's not about what you know; it's about who you know. Mm. Life, really. That's my tip. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys, Heinrich? You know, I'm still getting uh, acclimated to Lincoln. You know, just uh, yeah, you're pretty new here, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out the ropes. You know, see, see what's around here. I just like, you know, hanging out with the guys. You know. Yeah. You guys got to move uh, off campus, right? Yeah, the early enrollees we got to move off campus. Yeah, this guy. I, I always tell this, but my class, we paved the, <laughs> paved the way for these guys and, <laughs> and the guys after me. But I stayed um, in the suites, like the the dorms here on yeah. campus, for a year and a half. Because you weren't allowed to, so after like that half year, you weren't allowed to like move off campus yet. Mm-hmm. And like we're trying everything we can, we just can't do it. And the very next year, the early enrollees got to move off. <laughs> and then these two guys got to as well. So you know, you're welcome. Gonna be honest, I paved the way. I had to struggle for you guys, but uh, the suites aren't too bad. They're not. They're not half bad. And honestly, I wouldn't have it. Like I wouldn't have it any other way because I got to know the class above me and and then my actual true class and, yeah. and live with both those groups of guys. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the suites are definitely good good bonding time with the teammates. Yes. Oh um, yeah. I enjoyed the suites. Um, but you know, like Matt said, I like to fish a little bit. Summertime definitely would want to be on a boat out in the water. Uh, love that. And then um, I'm a big gamer, so mm. uh, love the game. What you, games? Yeah. What games do you into? Uh, you know. I've played a little bit of Madden 22, and it's, uh, it sucks. It's, it, yeah, sucks. it sucks. I wish they yeah, would yeah, stop. Just be honest, it yeah, sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Copy and pasting every year. It's, like, the it's, last three yeah. years they've done it. it it's, it's, it's awful. It, it really frustrates me. I don't know about you, Logan, but, like, playing the game and feeling like I can, I should be able to do certain things, <laughs> and it just not, or, like, knowing how I want to throw a ball or something, <laughs> and I see a linebacker levitate three feet and, like, one hand snag, and I'm like, this sucks, yeah. you know? Part of a video game that's cool is that it is unrealistic in a way, yeah. and that you could exactly. do things. You know, NCAA fourteen. It's it's simple. We were talking about this the other day. I can have my quarterback roll out ten yards to the left and throw it sixty yards downfield. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's fun. You know, it's a video game. And in Madden, it's like if I get, uh, it's just like you, you guys run into linemen and fall over, and it's just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, NCAA is definitely the superior of the two and always will be in my book. Always will be, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely ready for, for the new one to come out. That's going to be a great day. Well, that won't be until... Like two years? Two years, and then they're yeah. not they're not using names. Uh, what? Right? They're only using university logos and whatnot. So I think that's kind of a way to get out of paying the players. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. And it, I just don't know how they're even going to do like the ratings for, for players. It's just going to be auto-generated. Which mm. kind of, it just kind of 
Well, kind of sucks. I mean, but you know that people are going to make rosters and like yeah, you can like download the roster. So be, yeah, yeah. Can do that. Someone will take the time to make all those rosters. I don't know how they have that much time on their hands. Well, I think I, I think I saw it on a, on a Reddit uh, Reddit forum, but they they'll put certain people in charge of like making a roster. Like oh, there gotcha. usually won't be one guy that makes like the entire landscape. It's like all right, like I'm gonna do maybe three teams in the Big Twelve and like all my buddies are at, you know people that care about whatever school they're gonna put more into yeah. that and those hopefully stay true to it. But hey. I feel like there could be a little bit of bias in there. Probably, probably. But hey, we'll see how how it shakes out. You know, I, I'll be excited too. I'll definitely have to get that one when that comes out. Just because, just like I got the show when it finally came to Xbox. Because I have an mm-hmm. Xbox, Xbox gang. I don't know about you guys. Xbox, <laughs> PlayStation. PlayStation gang. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm more of a GameCube guy. GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> Is the last last console you had or what? Uh, you know, I. I in high school, family had like a an Xbox 360, and my little brother got an Xbox One. And honestly, uh, when everyone started switching to the Xbox One, that's kind of when I stopped playing. <laughs> you got lost. In yeah, I was kind of guys like, I'm 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 not gonna keep up with the times here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing. Well, dude, and I, I was, just kind of stopped playing games after that. <laughs> I was kind of like the same way in high school because all my buddies and I played was NCAA. Like we didn't play anything else. And then once I got to college, I was like, ah. My first semester, a couple months went by. I was like, I kind of wanted an Xbox, so I, I bought one uh, Xbox One. Yeah, I, I kind of figured I wouldn't really have a whole lot of time in college anyway, so I was like, well, I'm not going to you know, get myself into this, and then it's going to be harder to quit and then stop playing later, you know? It's like the more I continue to play, so I was like, yeah. you know what? Uh, if, it's, uh, if I'm with my buddies on Friday night and we want to play some GameCube, some Mario Kart, I mean, that's aren't those are the best games to me anyway, you know? That's kind of true, <laughs> dude. Those games are fun. Playing, like, MLB The Show, like, 2006. You got, like, Gary Sheffield on the Yankees. Yeah, that's... <laughs> or, like, there's nothing better than that. Like, some throwback games. It's like, so sweet, yeah. yeah. Old players. Yeah, and you can't... You can't uh, can't count out Wii Sports. Yep. Yes. Wii Sports is iconic. Yes. And playing the baseball game. Bowling. I mean... Yeah. Golf, tennis. Well, uh, Xbox One was my first console. So, your first console? <laughs> yeah. How, how old are you again? I'm eighteen. <laughs> Cap. He's sixteen. He's sixteen. <laughs> so, what, did you not like growing up? You just didn't have a console. It wasn't something like your family was. My parent, my mom, my mom would never let me. Hey, I respect that though, because my parents. I wasn't allowed to have social media until I was a, a sophomore in high school. And that was only because I was getting recruited, so I only had a Twitter. And I wasn't allowed to have a Snapchat until I was, like, a senior in high school. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? Okay, you want, I'll laugh at you now. <laughs> this dude didn't have a console until this year or whatever. No, but, I mean, everyone has their things and their yeah. parents have their things. Yeah. See, I was trying to sympathize with this guy, and he starts laughing at me. He's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's say, what, did you guys have any of those restrictions? Growing up at all? I mean, obviously, oh, Henrik, yeah. do you have the video game? What did you guys have? I mean, no, I'm not really. I I remember um, I was probably six or seven, and parents got us a GameCube for Christmas, but it was like a family gift, and it was, you know, I mean, there's really nothing bad you can get into on GameCube, I don't think. Yeah, but, I, th- I think you're right. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't really have any kind of video game restrictions or anything. I mean, 
I never really spent a ton of time with it. I mean, I think I had a couple of games. I had like NCAA football 2003, any MLB The Show game or whatever, 2K6 or whatever. And yeah, 2K. Mario 2K Kart. Games. And remember those SSX uh, snowboarding games? You guys ever played those? Dude, oh, I, yeah, those I, are fun. Those I had, the, sweet. BM, I had, that I had one the BMX, too. like uh, the BMX game. You know the bikes. Mm. I don't know, but you know, it was like on PS2. It, it was something that my brothers and I did together. So it wasn't. It was kind of just a yeah a fun thing. That we didn't really. We I mean we spent so much more time outside playing stuff together than we did inside. So you know they were never too worried about it. But I, I think it, we we were lucky enough to be in, in the age range where we had technology. Like we grew up with technology, but not to the extent of of where it's at now, where it's like hmm. almost consuming. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. I had a PS2 that I played with my buddies, but that wasn't like my primary entertainment. You know, like right. we would much rather go outside. But yeah, like at, maybe at night and I have a sleepover with my my buddies, and we're all playing like 2K6 basketball, whatever. Yeah, like every, you know, everyone's first phone now is an iPhone 13. <laughs> Dude, I had, a, I had a ladybug insane. phone, and I had one one at home. I had like a Samsung Intensity. <laughs> one and it was like a one of those it's probably like honestly three inches and it was yeah uh, a slide up thing and i probably couldn't even press the buttons now my fingers are probably too big to even text on it now but it you know i had that phone for like four years well, dude imagine imagine what logan went through he probably had one of those like super big phones <laughs> <laughs> he had the cord phone because okay, he, he's like down. 36 oh, right now <laughs> no 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 actually my first phone was an iphone 5c in like eighth grade or maybe freshman year, so mm. I didn't get a phone until freshman year. All so right, yeah. all right, respect. And we're we're all these are kind of uh, first class problems, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's probably some older people on right now or listening, whatever, that are thinking like, oh, geez, these guys, you know, like we <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have anything. Like, I was picking cotton with the scythe. With the, what is that? The little like blade thing the the reaper has. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. Good reference. Good reference, Harburg. Thank you. I think we grow more corn out here than cotton, though. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I can't tell you the closest cotton field yeah. around here, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> Get roasted, yeah. kid. All right, <laughs> on to the next thing. Let's dive into a little bit of football stuff. Um, being a quarterback, got to do a lot of big brain time thinking, right? On the field, off it, got to put in a lot of time in the film room. Um, what's probably the the most challenging part in your mind of, of playing quarterback in football? Is it, you know, defensive front? Is it reading coverages? Is it the leadership aspect? What is the, the most challenging part for you guys? I'd say it, it depends on, like, in high school. I think it was probably, like, the leadership part. You know, I mean, in high school, I mean, we all I mean, we all just kind of did whatever we wanted, I, I feel like. I mean, yeah, there was still, like, some, like, thinking involved, but, I mean, for the most part, we were all good enough athletes to do whatever we wanted on the field. But, like, once you get to college, like, I mean, for me, it's been just, like, just absorbing the amount of playbook that there is mm. and then just, like, applying it to see, like, I guess like the coverage is like you know no one, no one like where someone is and where to throw the ball before they're there. Yeah, anticipating that. Yeah. Yeah, defense is probably 
probably the thing for me, you know, it's just it, defense is always changing. There's so many so many aspects of of defense, you know, fronts, coverages, morphs, all that stuff and I think if you're able to to see a defense and know exactly what they're going to do and where they're going to be, then you can have that anticipation and you'll I mean you know exactly what's going to happen, you know where you're going to go with the ball and that that just makes everything so much easier. Mm. You know, I would say you know, the leadership aspect of being a quarterback has always come pretty natural to me, and it's kind of why I first kind of fell in love with the quarterback position is yeah, definitely being able to, you know, huddle up with those guys and look them in the eye and, like, let's go. Let's, like, rally up your troops, and that's mm-hmm. why I love the quarterback position is you have so much influence over your team. Yeah. And everyone's counting on you and relying on you, you know, to lead them. And so that's the part that I love about the quarterback position. But, you know, like – as a quarterback, you have so much responsibility on your side of the ball and the other side of the ball. It's like you got to know what everyone's doing on both sides of the ball at all times. It's, and, you know, I think the biggest thing coming into college, the hardest thing for me was, again, like the anticipation and the speed of the game. Obviously, that's slowed down much for me now. I mean, this is my fourth year in this offense. But just taking it to the next level and understanding that, you know, the defense is – you know, disguising something and just understanding what those disguises typically look like and where they're going to be ending up. Yeah. You know, I think that's like, what obviously... Are the, what are the weak links of, of what they're in? What yeah. are they trying to do? You know, what it, do we need to be in protection-wise? It, it's like, it's chess, not checkers, now? you know? And it's yeah. it's the way, you know, the, the, the skies a blitz or disguise a certain coverage. And, you know, there's always a giveaway. And, and you can always usually pick it out if you watching a film that week yeah um but th- those i think those are the and sometimes sometimes there's not though sometimes, sometimes there there's isn't not. a giveaway and yeah you're you have to react and like rely on kind of the film you watched or what right. you're seeing trust and your you eyes you just got to trust yourself and trust the game plan trust your coaches and that they're going to be putting you in the in the correct position every single play and and, and that just comes down to trust and that's i think something that just comes with time hmm. A hundred percent. I mean, it's all a process, and it, there's so much to it, um, so much to it. I mean, from, like you guys said, knowing everything that we're doing on offense, you know, knowing what the receiver has, what the lineman needs to do, what his block is, what my read's going to be based on what the defense has given us. All right, the defense changes looks. How does that change my read? How does that change our assignments, what my guy's running, what I'm supposed to be doing? And then what the coach is expecting out of this play, why it's being called down in distance, what do we need here, what are we doing, what are they thinking down in distance, situation in the game. There's all these type of things that as you grow experience-wise, it it becomes easier to process. And I imagine guys like Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) it's second nature for him at this point. I mean, he's seen it all. That was something they said about Peyton Manning, you know, like, or Tom Brady. They're trying to disguise some defense, and he's like, I, I've seen I, this. I saw this three years ago in the <laughs> NFC Champ. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, they have it dialed. You know, and that, I think that's a process for every quarterback. It's is learning how to make that information just flow quicker. And, and once you begin to understand, you know, it's chess, not checkers. It's such a strategic game, and, and the, the position that we play. If you don't put that time in the film room. Or, you know, if you're not putting that time studying, you know, your opponent and your own offense and continue continuing to keep up with the times as, as the game continues to develop. And it's just you have to keep up with it, you know, and it's 
yeah. the higher level of football you continue to play at, the more that becomes apparent, you know? Yeah. And you get left definitely. behind if you don't. It seems like the guys who are the most successful or who make it, because, I mean, all the guys who make it to the NFL are studs, you know, and, and those quarterbacks. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. I've, I've trained with the guy who was a seven-year NFL quarterback who spent his whole career being a third-string guy, and he had an absolute cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, physical attributes, sling the rock. So why isn't that guy a starter? I mean, it's the decision he's made on the field. You know, he has all the talent to make all the decisions on the field, but what are, how are those decisions being made? And it's, you know, why Tom Brady's so successful. And part of that also is it's a team game. It's a, it's a crazy environment type sport, and you have to have trust in those guys around you. You have to have trust in that receiver to be exactly where he needs to be for those linemen to do their job, pick up the protection, whatever, and everyone be on the same page. You have to trust the calls. It is the ultimate team sport, and quarterback is one of the most challenging positions, I think. And I mean, we're biased, but in my opinion, you know. I don't think there's a more important position in all sports, at least challenging. Um, I, I will say, though, and this is something I know our room is pretty strong in, in believing, is that it's... Uh, it is the ultimate team game. Yeah. I mean, a, Tom Brady, you know, let's say Pat Mahomes couldn't do his job if he was, you know, if he was on a lesser team, he would not be as grand and as great as he has been in his career. That's part of it. And, and yes, he's playing at an ex- incredibly high level, and he is important, but he can't do anything without the supporting cast. And that's mm-hmm. what I think makes football so great. Quarterback just gets a lot of the glamour sometimes because he's the guy – throwing the ball downfield, getting the touchdowns, whatever. It's it's kind of been made into a um, – I don't want to say more important than it is because I do believe it's an incredibly mm-hmm. important position, but uh, sometimes get too much credit, you know. They overshadow some other positions. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, like you were talking about Pat Mahomes and, like, just the success that he's had and with the people around him. Like, I think we saw that during the Super Bowl, like, last year when – who was it, Mitchell Schwartz? Yeah, they were missing, like, three offensive linemen. I mean, we saw – I mean, Patrick Mahomes was still doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, because he's a stud, but exactly. he could not to the full extent yeah. of what of what he's capable of because yeah. of his – you know, just the situation they were put in. And you rely on guys. It's a game of football. You, you have to. you got 11 guys out there, and they have a job to do. If one guy doesn't do his job, the play's not going the way it should. Yeah. Well, that's going to – Wrap it up from us here on episode number nine of Athletes Unfiltered. The QB Room episode. Heinrich Harburg, Matt Masker, Logan Smothers. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, buddy. It was, it was a blast. Hope we hope you invite us back sometime. Yeah. Tell us this, this is just part one. We have, <laughs> we have lots of stories in this room that will be shared. Oh. Just a matter of time. <laughs> it's great to be here. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming in. And everyone for listening in make sure to follow the podcast at ath on filter on both twitter and instagram and follow our personals at exxon sports and at martinez the qb and if you're feeling generous you can donate to us on spotify or even our patreon we get exclusive content behind the scenes extra segments you won't be able to listen to anywhere else from adrian martinez i'm jeff ekstrom thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon 
a Hoda Media Production.